What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. It's your boy Ricky, a.k.a. Dick Chuck, a.k.a. the man behind the can at Seltzer Time Official. Here, as always, with my conversation accomplice, the man with the hunch about what's there. Travis. What is crack and fizzle fiends? Welcome back to the Seltzer Time Podcast. And as always, we are so glad you are with us. This week on the show, we are talking to the boys from Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast all about punk rock and hockey. But before we get there, y'all know what we have to do. Hey, Ricky, how was your week, buddy? What's up? Um, my week was lovely. <clears throat> I spent most of it just kind of hanging out, you know. Um, I'm excited about the way the Bruins are playing right now. They're looking good. I'm excited about the way the Celtics are playing. They're looking either really good or okay. <laughs> but they haven't had a full squad. Um, they're actually currently playing right now, and I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> what else is going on? Um, yeah, man, just been working, hanging out, and football playoffs that I don't really care about. But I did finally watch. I watched my first full game of the entire season on Sunday. Wow. What game yeah. is it? I mean, I had it. Everybody in the world had to tune in to see what Tom Brady was going to do. Um, and they won. And I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. I think it's amazing that like, like, yeah, it sucks. He's not doing it in a Patriots uniform, but there's no way that that team was going to do anything anyway. So like, I'm stoked for him. He's got, you want to say he has like two good years left in him. But the way he's playing, <laughs> like fucking guy might play forever. Dude, I mean, and he could sit back as a second string for I know he, it's not in his not in his MO, but it totally yeah. could be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He could play to his 50. Like seriously. Four, I think, right now. And it's like it's just it's so impressive. I I really, really want him to win another Super Bowl. And I love Gronk and like I, I don't, I could care less about Tampa Bay. I don't, I don't care about them. I don't like Antonio Brown. There's parts of that team that I either don't care about or genuinely don't like, but the, like it, it becomes bigger than like, Oh, he was like my, my quarterback. He's still going to the hall of fame as a Patriot. Duh. And at the end of the day, like you get to sit and watch the absolute greatest quarterback of all time win possibly win another super bowl with another team but like long after he should have been good it's just so impressive yeah it shows his talent his raw talent and what he's able to yeah. do on a field yes it takes receivers and it takes defense and it takes a full team to win a super bowl yeah but and it's if, a hell of a team that's exactly it if it's a team like that that really anyway good for you tom i know you don't need our fucking <laughs> he probably I'm Giselle sure listens. Giselle makes him. Giselle does listen. It's actually like super awkward because there's always like there's always that one or two people that comment on every single thing we post in the DMs. And freaking Giselle's always one of them. And it's super awkward because I'm like, dude, like come on the show. You're a you, mom, you know, just relax with some of that language, but come on the show. Yeah, like come on the show. We don't have censored language. You can literally say all the things you're saying. Totally fine. And she's always like, oh, I don't have time. You know, we're busy. And I, and I totally get it. She's a gangster. Like, she's running her own empire. Never mind what, you know, her and Tom have going on together. It's just, she's just very impressive. And I, so, again, shout out to Zell. I know, you know, it's it's more of a, like, pull back the curtain to the to the Seltzer Time DMs, which are a magical place. But, yeah, I mean, 
just so you guys know, when you DM us, you are fighting for attention with Giselle. And realistically, she's going to win. Yeah. And we're not even naming all the other A and B list celebrities that we talk to on an hourly basis. It's kind of a lot. Uh, my week was great. Thanks for asking. We had you know? some. I, I, I'm just fucking oh, around. You know, I'm just messing around. No, I've been hanging out with the Woot Nanny guys, so I'm trying to get better at comedy and being a wise ass because they're really good at it. Um, we had a uh, great episode of Sort of Late Show on Saturday, and you know, it was the first time we brought it on Twitch. People can go see it right now, twitch.tv slash Woot Nanny Comedy. Um, we have that. We have some older videos, and we have the surprise Jackbox stream that we did on Sunday night. It was Sean, Maraid, Brian, Brian's girlfriend, Jess, and the good friend, RB. Uh, dude, RB. I didn't know RB was going to be on it. He was our special, special guest, and he was hilarious. Uh, Brian's brother, Rob, jumped on at one point. Uh, Molly Cronin played a game with us. It was super oh, cool. That's so sick. Um, yeah, it was like, I don't know, it was super chill. And it, it was almost like we were all hanging out just like, you know, like we would be hanging out in somebody's house, but we were just all on the internet and people were watching us. Um, what? I'm very into that. Yeah. Well, so you're going to be able to see Ricky and I on an upcoming Twitch stream on January 30th. We're going on the top five cast on twitch.tv slash comedy hosted by the very funny Doug Gurdon. It's true. Um, the main reason we're doing this is... <clears throat> January 30th is always that weekend between the final playoff game and the Super Bowl. It's a bye week. We were actually going to take it off because, duh. We but, yeah, exactly. But in the last couple of years, I've gone to the Bahamas and I can't do that this year. Now, I don't even know if that was actually a plan that we were going to do, but like, I'm just going to pretend it was. But it's, it comes down to Giselle, again, being as busy as she is put in a special request that we highlight a different platform during the bye week because a little guy, TB, wants to check us out and he's a little too busy, but he's got a week off. So he figured that would be the one. So she asked us to do something. We thought it would be really awkward for us to, you know, Just do a live channel. Oh, yeah. yeah, do something ourselves. And Doug was around and we are like, hey, Doug, like, I don't know if you know, but... Giselle, and her name starts with a G. Your last name starts with a G. Maybe we, maybe we just do this. Maybe we team up and see what happens. And Doug was like, yeah, sure, whatever, guys. I don't really care. So, yeah, whatever. If you watch it, just know that you're watching the same thing that Giselle and TB are watching at the same time. Exactly. I have nothing. I have nothing I can play off of that. <laughs> Uh, so the truth is somewhere in there and uh, we're going to have fun. Definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, this week was pretty chill. I got to work on a fun project with my friend, Mrs. Morricone's. Uh, Mrs. Morricone's ice cream is getting an upgrade and I'm super pumped for what's in store for her. Yeah, yeah. So check out Mrs. At Mrs. Morricone, Mrs. Dot Morricone's on Instagram. And Julia will definitely come on the show and she will probably be one of the most vulgar guests we've ever had. And I absolutely love that about her. The first time I met her, she told me her ice cream was so good. It was going to knock my dick in the dirt. And I said, we are going to be friends. I mean, we're all about the dirty dicks on the show. 
<laughs> and not ice cream. Oh, I can't. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna segue that in a bar down breakdown, but that's mean. Speaking <laughs> of dirty dicks, that's mean. No, uh, one last cool thing that happened this week is that we have these fun new magnets. Little Ooh, cool guy. Uh, bear. But the only way you're gonna get these is if you order some merch. Or if you've already ordered some merch, take a picture of yourself wearing said merch and send it to us. Send it to us at seltzertimeofficial at gmail.com. DM it to us in Seltzer Time. Text it to one of us if you have our numbers. Um, we want to feature you guys on our website and we want to feature you guys on social media because we are kind of tired of looking at ourselves. True. We look yeah. fine, but, you know, there's kind of a lot of us going around. Right. Well, and this is the community. This is more than just Ricky and I, and we know you guys listen. You guys are fantastic. So we want to put you guys on the spot. And at the end of the day, you all just look so much better than we do. Mm. Every, you look so good today. I like what you did with your hair. I know so, you're not. No, that was to the <laughs> listener. That wasn't to you. That was to you, oh, the listener. All right. So. This one also goes out to the listener. Everybody listening right now, I just want you to know that as Aside from Giselle DMing us, your mirrors actually DM us every single day and say, damn, this is the best we've ever looked. And it's only after you guys walk by them. It's super weird. And yeah, mirrors don't have thumbs, but guess what? They can still DM. So just be very lucky that you all have, quote unquote, the most beautiful mirror of all time. Go look. You'll see. And in the meantime, enjoy our interview with the Bar Down Breakdown guys. <laughs> Two gentlemen who have possibly the best looking mirrors of all time. What is cracking, Fizzle Fiends? This week on the show, we are talking to Tom and Mikey, host of Bar Down Breakdown. What is happening, gentlemen? You know, feeling good. Nice one nothing victory over the Boston Bruins. So we're, we're uh, rubbing it we're in. We're ready early. to rock. <laughs> I love, I didn't even realize that we were playing, that the Bruins were playing the Islanders today until like this morning. I was like, oh, wow, we really fucking nailed that. <laughs> we would have been like really sad or, or as you can see, really happy. So <laughs> at least you got Tom in a good mood. Luckily it was a 5.30 or 5 o'clock start or something. Cause if yeah. it was right now, it would be funny to record this while we were both watching our respective teams play each other. It would be Dude, like I, a watch along. That would have been interesting. I love that five o'clock start though. I kind of want to move to the West coast just so I can always have like five o'clock games. Yeah. It was beautiful. The best. It works out great for like, like my girlfriend was doing stuff so I can kind of watch the game and then we can hang out and like eat dinner and watch a couple episodes of, you know, we're watching Silicon Valley right now, but works out great. Yeah, me and uh, me and my fiance are rewatching uh, Sons of Anarchy, so like Ooh. that's yeah, it's um well I should say my fiance is rewatching it. I'm watching it technically for the first time, like in continuity. You know, I've watched it like on cable here and there, and like you know, an episode in the fourth season, an episode in the sixth season, but I'm watching it all the way through, and man, it's gripping me like crazy. It's like, I, like every time. Um, Ron Perlman comes on screen. I'm always like, that is an ugly dude. That guy is ugly. I mean, I, he's just, I don't know. I'm sorry, Ron Perlman. If you're listening, you, if you like seltzer, I hope you're listening, but uh, 
if you are listening, I'm sorry they called you ugly, but you're kind of an ugly dude. I'm sure he knows it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, empirically, he he knows that he's an ugly dude. He doesn't you- play like the super soft characters. He always plays some like badass. He was Hellboy. Come on. Yeah, he was Hellboy, right? Exactly. I mean, he's just it's just his face, man. He's got this like big like face and this humongous jaw. And I don't know, man. He's just he's just ugly dude. I, God bless him though. Bless his heart. <laughs> I totally dropped the ball and I don't have a can of seltzer and I'm like having anxiety <laughs> about it. Like, how did I not do that? I I just drank a seltzer. So I usually don't drink during the week, but I figured while we're recording, I'd have a beer. I'm drinking a, a basketball. So the Celtics. You're drinking Jack- a basketball? I'm drinking basketball. The Celtics and Jack Savvy teamed up for a collaboration. And I meant to not open this until we started recording just because it has like the same effect, but I opened it early. <laughs> we can dump one in later. Um, I, I had coffee and it's gone. So uh, clearly we, you guys are fans of hockey and you guys are fans of pop culture. And uh, for people that don't know, you guys are also fans of music, but for the our listeners that aren't familiar with your show, what is Bar Down Breakdown? Yeah. Um, so pretty much Bar Down Breakdown was a concept that, Mikey uh, had um, had cultivated a couple of years back. Um, he had brought it to me. And uh, to be honest with you, I kind of blew him off. He was like, hey, man, you know, like there's this real connection between hockey and music. And I think we could start a podcast and kind of explore it and see, you know, what we can do with it. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I just I don't have the time for it. I, I don't think there's there's any reality in it. So um, uh, Mikey ended up uh, teaming with uh, with his pal uh, Devin uh, from Yes Men Outfitters, uh, and you guys did probably ran through about 30, 35 episodes. And then uh, when um, so Yes Men Outfitters, just to let you guys know, is a really really great um, you know Islanders based alternative hockey company off of Long Island. Um, great merch if you get a chance, go check it out. And uh, it just came to a point where where. Dev Dev just got enveloped in in the the clothing company, which you know took off. And Mikey kind of came back to me, and he was like, "Hey, this is our body of work so far. Remember when you told me it wasn't going to work?" And I was like, <laughs> "Well, yeah, egg on my face." So uh, I ended up joining up, and you know, and now we're hundred we're hundred episodes deep now. Uh, but really, what we do is, um, you know, we we get uh, um, you know guests from the alternative music world to. Uh, you know, come on and, and talk to us a little bit about their upbringing in music um, and how it correlates to their love for hockey. And we've had a lot of great conversations with um, musicians from the United States, Canada. We even had a, our, our homie from We Set Signals, which is this great um, post-hardcore band from Australia, He's a huge hockey fan. Um, it, it's kind of wild uh, that uh, we've had an opportunity to like explore this avenue and and talk to like guest after guest, you know, some bands that are huge, some bands that are just up and coming and just getting to talk about hockey. Um, it's probably, you know, the most incredible thing that's happened to me in this pandemic other than getting a puppy. Uh, but um, I, I think that kind of encapsulates bar down breakdown, but I, you know, Mikey, I'll kind of throw it to him just cause you know, we call ourselves co-hosts, but in reality um, Mikey does a lot of the, the behind the scenes work and all the editing. So um, I'll kind of let him talk about some of the painstaking stuff. All of it. Like the fact that <laughs> social media platforms just can't all have the same size and you have to create a different, different graphic for literally every platform. Yeah. 
just makes me want to pull my hair out. How many but, different graphics are you generating? That's interesting. Let's start there because I, you know, truthfully, the how the how the sausage is made. I do a lot of our graphics and and editing and stuff like that too. So I only generate two thumbnails. I generate generate a box one and then one sized for YouTube. What other ones do you have to generate? So then for Twitter, so that it's like horizontal for for Twitter, then uh, vertical for Instagram Stories. It, it's it's a mess. Mikey, I'm learning. See, I knew I was going <laughs> to learn some stuff tonight, and I knew there would be like some information sharing between us, but this is fantastic. Yeah, th there's an awesome free program. This is not a paid ad. It's just made my life so much easier. It's called Canva. Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the best. But what, what makes it so good to you? Just how easy it is, because I am definitely not a graphic designer. I'm a fourth grade teacher by trade, so... Uh, I, I knew nothing about editing podcasts, nothing about creating graphics. And here we are. <laughs> That's pretty much I, all I do all over the weekend. I didn't realize that you guys made all your graphics through Canva. That's fantastic. Yep. I, uh, I have a, a love hate relationship with Canva because <laughs> well, as, as a traditionally trained graphic designer, I do find it a little irritating how easy they make it and how like, <laughs> at, a, at a certain point it feels like it's it's coming after my my livelihood but at the end of the day so was ms paint so was fucking yeah, ms true. word like yeah so i'm not really scared anymore like i think it's a fantastic tool for independent creators that don't have budgets that really just want to get the damn thing done like it's a tool it's a tool to be used and a lot of times what happens is people get to a certain point where they're like, all right, we've ran this ship as long as it's going to sail. Like it's, it's time to take a look and we maybe have some assets now. We maybe have some you know space to invest. And that's when they kind of reassess their design or their branding and move up from there. Maybe they'll work with a professional. Maybe they won't. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, <laughs> we live in the future now, so it doesn't really matter. We're all going to be replaced by robots. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah. So I do have to just point out that I did not make our logo in canva so i did go to a, a graphic designer for that my, one of my buddies that does some islander stuff so very cool yep i dig the branding i mean I, I think you guys are effective and i like how it's consistent i definitely enjoy your your images i was flipping through today to refamiliarize myself with your account yeah i think there's um there's something to be said about um like this the simplicity of the of the logo that you know we ended up deciding on and i think the the real good thing about that is it translates to pretty much anything so you know we put it on water bottles we put it on stickers you know we've put it on t-shirts and stuff which is which is great but also the nice thing about it is um i think that as our brand grows um like people are starting to slowly but surely like associate our logo with with us so you know we've got that okay here's our logo and be, oh yeah you know that's bar down so um it's kind of cool my uh you know when we ended up launching the shirts my uh, my fiance bought one and she wears it pretty much like almost every other day um you know anytime she goes out like she just uh um went actually out to um we we take our puppy to uh, like uh, training classes and she wore it out today and she's like, look what I'm wearing. And I'm like, fantastic. I hope all the cool dog moms in there will w listen to our podcast. So <laughs> if, uh, if you're out there, cool dog moms. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's one of the great things about it. Um, 
And I really, you know, like I said, I, I wish I could say that, like, I really do a lot more for the podcast, but really my acumen is more in just, you know, a lot of the music stuff. And that's kind of like what I feel like I bring to the table the most, uh, just because I'm such a music nut, like I've been for all my life. I mean, you know, Mikey could tell you like, you know, back in ninth grade when I was like 14, I already had like a CD book of like 200 CDs. And like, I was just like, I have a giant bin over here. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not even kidding you. My girlfriend was not exactly stoked that I decided to bring with me, but I still have all of my CDs. <laughs> so I, uh, my CD booklet is somewhere in Virginia in Richmond with uh, my buddy, uh, JR, who, you know, I grew up with, uh, I don't remember how he procured. I think actually what happened was I was in this uh, punk band called ink and lead and we, uh, went on like a mini Good tour down thing. to Florida and back. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a hot water music reference because we love hot water music so much. But, um, so we went down to Florida and back on like this little mini tour and I'm pretty sure I left it in the van and then he ended up like scooping it up and he kept it with him on Long Island for, I guess, a couple of years. Cause I had, you know, I just, I never needed it. And then when he moved to uh, Richmond, he took it with him. So, you know, every time we talk, he's always like, you know, I still got your CD booklet. I got to send it to you. And I'm like, and I'm talking like it's like a humongous binder. So like if he tries to send it to me in the mail, half of them are going to break. But I've got some I've got some gems in there, man. I, I've got some like I, and and I was one of those nerds who like uh, instead of keeping the jewel cases, I took the uh, like the the booklet out and I would put it in the in the sleeve and then disc behind it. Um, and I'm, I'm the same way with my records. Like every record I have is like, I used to label them all. I'm not getting that crazy now, but like every record I buy comes out of the plastic into a dust sleeve. You know, um, if it's an used record, I make sure that if it doesn't have an insert, I, you know, put my own insert in it. I'm just a nut like that. Are you cleaning them yet? Um, oh yeah. Like, you know, every, pretty much every time I, um, I spin one, I got a little brush and I make sure to brush it off before I take it off the turntable. Uh, this is like the first time that I'm actually listening to records like a lot. You know, I had a, I was really collecting back then, but now um, I'm really enjoying the fidelity and uh, like listening to them. And uh, it's, it's great. Um, but I don't know how we got onto that. It's all right. Let's keep rolling. My best friend, like <laughs> truthfully, my best friend loves listening to records and I find it fascinating. And I love that it's kind of bringing this shit back. Even tapes. Like you see hardcore yeah. bands selling tapes nowadays. Hell yeah. And they're selling yeah. them for like five bucks. And that's, that's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but they take so much more care. And I think that's also fascinating. And it kind of like shows, I don't know if it's millennials appreciation for things or if it's just uh, understanding that media is dying and we're all trying to stay handheld to tactile as much as possible oh yeah but uh like are you buying hardcore tapes you guys buying punk tapes um not as much so my so i i mean i'll speak for mikey just because he's a one sentence guy he's out of the vinyl <laughs> game he's he's long out of it he sold all his records so i'm the only one that's really deep in it as far as tapes and stuff no i wouldn't say i'm i'm there uh, i never really got into tapes uh just because i'm a i'm a fidelity guy and of course like you know the sound quality on on, on cassette is is, you know, pretty, pretty yikes. And then of course, trying to find a cassette player these days is also tough, but, um, for Not that hard, I just bought one off of Amazon. Oh, did you? Okay. Fair enough. I didn't know. I'm just saying, I, I thought it would be more challenging. Truthfully. <laughs> I was, I was with you. And then I, I did a yep. boot, like, I was like, Holy shit, 15 bucks. Yeah. Okay. That's great. I mean, the first, the first thing I ever owned uh, to listen to music was a, uh, a Walkman. And, um, when I got into, uh, um, when I got into this kind of music, I even still had my Walkman and I would, 
as ridiculous as this sounds, I would have CDs and I would tape off of the CDs onto cassettes so that I could listen to the cassettes when I was on the go only because my parents didn't want to buy me uh, like a, a disc man. Then when they finally bought me a disc man, they bought me one of those Sony gold uh, disc, like disc men that had like the skip protection. So I would ride my bike to school. Um, and like one, one memory I have, which I've told Mikey like a million times is um, when I, uh, I was 11th grade. And I remember this because I was going to, uh, my math regents or like something stupid like that. I don't know what it was, but I had just bought uh, under oath. They're only chasing safety. And uh, I popped it in the CD player and like listened to it on the ride to the regents and like paused it and then took my regents and then summarily put it back on and listened to it on the way home. Um, and that actually funny story, which I'll have Mikey tell you next real quick is how Mikey blasted the windshield of his Jeep. True story. I think you so, should tell this story. Yeah. So Tom and I go way back, as you could tell. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so um, our high school did this kind of corny thing where it was like a variety show, but it was like, for some reason, such a big deal in our high school. Like if you were picked to be like one of the MCs of the variety show, like you aren't necessarily like the popular kid, but you were just kind of like the cool guy that kind of got along with all the different groups of people. And wow. you had clout. Yeah, whatever that word means, but yeah, sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Tom and I ended up being uh, MCs and we had a friend who actually goes, goes on to uh, study filmology or what was it called? Video, videography, cinematography, cinematography, whatever works for ABC. He has a lot of clout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was like <sighs> huge into just like, filming everything that happened in high school like literally always walking around a video camera and he decided to do like these little skits before the variety show and uh do you remember like carpool karaoke was like a big deal oh, yeah. not 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 like the redone version with the british guy that does it now but like back in the day like james 2000 corden, yeah. yeah james corden yeah. before him before him like 2003 it was also like on regular cable and uh we decided like wouldn't it be funny if we did like carpool karaoke but with like under oath so like we're like driving around like looking all casual and then like pop on like under oath and we're all just like losing our minds in my jeep wrangler and tom had this acoustic guitar and i was just like took it out and smashed it on like the corner of like you know like the jeep wrangler bars that yeah. like kind of, like the roll bars or whatever and i smashed the guitar on that but then it also like i guess the pressure of that also shattered my windshield and drove around with a shattered windshield for like years and you just left it was just the video up. awesome actually i don't even think it made the variety show right like i think it was like a b-roll it, yeah, it definitely was. It was, it, I mean, the footage was fantastic. And uh, just of note, just so everyone knows, I, I think I've probably said this before, but I'm going to say it now and I'm going to incriminate myself. But that guitar that you smashed uh, actually belonged to our high school. Uh, so we had like a guitar ensemble uh, in our in our high school and we had like 15 like terrible like 
Gibson. classical guitars, like not even Gibson, like probably like first act or some bullshit. <laughs> and uh, I and we definitely took one, and that definitely was the one that got smashed. So, if uh, if our old principal hears about this, she's uh, apparently we're gonna owe her like a hundred bucks, or probably not even hundred bucks. But like has bucks, like but. anyone ever had that experience of like smashing a guitar? I was literally just thinking it's something I've always wanted to do. Right. Like I always wanted to do it too. And like Tom just was sitting there and like, we didn't plan it or anything. I was just like, you know what? I'm smashing this guitar. I don't even care if he's (laughs) mad at me. (laughs) Just grabbed it and smashed it. And it felt awesome. So I can say that. I don't think I've ever smashed a guitar. When I worked at SJC, I used to smash uh, like defective drum shells, but that's the closest thing to a guitar that I've ever smashed. What do you mean you smash defective drum shells? What does that mean? Uh, you'd get in like these giant tubes and you'd cut shells out of that basically. Um, but some of them would cut like wonky or like edges would be weird. And they pretty much just let me go absolutely insane on the Snapchat, which is like where Stelter Time was born. So I would just like take all these different videos, like screaming anarchy and just throwing drum shells around. And kids loved it. It was great. Oh, <laughs> That is punk rock. <laughs> Something like that. Um, <laughs> wait, so you guys did both of you guys play in bands growing up or? Uh, really, it was just me. Mikey, um, Mikey's not very much the uh, musical type, although um, at said variety show that we were talking about, he did uh, stand behind me and sway back and forth a bunch. Um, <laughs> we, uh, so un- uh, unfortunately and very tragically, we, we lost a, a friend of ours in, in high school and uh, to pay tribute to him, um, uh, there was a Counting Crow song, uh, Colorblind, I'm sure you're familiar with. And uh, uh, Between the Buried and Me did this like really haunting a rendition of it. Uh, and uh, we decided to kind of make a, make a version of it and uh, do it as a tribute to him at, at our variety show. And, uh, you know, so it was like a small ensemble of people. And the first night, it was just maybe five or six of us. But, uh, you know, the second night of this variety show, we had like, a bunch of people like get on stage and kind of stand behind us. And Mikey was one of those people. Uh, and he was standing like right behind me, just like swaying back and forth. And the whole idea was like, everyone was kind of going to sing the chorus, but Mikey being too nervous to do that. He just swayed a bunch. He just like swayed back and forth. And Hell yeah, swaying. man. But you know, I, if I you sway, you got to sway, you got to sway. This variety show was two nights. I'm it telling was, you, it's ridiculous. It like when we try to explain like Long Island to people, they're like, that doesn't exist. But then when we try to play, like explain where we went to high school, they're like, no, that also does not exist. <laughs> I mean, the fact that your high school that you guys play bit of bam is, is first off rad as hell. But secondly, <laughs> a two night variety. That's. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it really was something else. Um, and then, but so the first band I ever was a part of in uh, in high school, like we ended up playing that variety show. Uh, but for me personally, like I've, um, yeah, I've kind of dabbled. I've played in a, a couple of different bands, really just drums and everything. But uh, Ink and Lead was a punk band that I was in, uh, which uh, I had a, a, t- a blast with. Um, I was in a, uh, a post-hardcore band called Survivor's Guilt for a couple of couple of years, which uh, I loved. Uh, most recently, uh, I was in a, a like kind of a power pop band called Who Are the Toms? Um, with um, some guys from Long Island, uh, we were all named Tom. I was going to say, you please tell me you were all named Tom. So yeah, so so the we were we were originally called the Toms, which was like perfect. But there's like some like band from the '70s called the Toms, and they actually like they actually like reached out to us and they were like, hey, you can't be called the Toms. And we were like, okay, well I guess. So we ended up calling ourselves Who Are the Those Toms. Those guys definitely were not even named Tom. 
like probably, definitely not definitely not but we very much were all named tom and then um i i had a couple of other projects uh my my really good friend sal uh he and i started kind of a studio project called concrete houses so i've done a bunch of stuff and i've always loved it but the thing that i probably and had he to- was in a restaurant oh, yeah. is that where you're going that's exactly All where right, i'm going go. so the most fun i've probably ever had playing music uh i was in a wrestling theme cover band um called the kings of the ring so uh yes <laughs> so so to give you the insight about it um we all dressed up we all wore costumes um you know one of the guys in the band uh was like super jacked he was actually training to to be a professional wrestler so if you're familiar with wrestling uh he's he would wear the scott steiner chain mail nice uh, and uh and he would like cut the, the scott steiner promos uh but uh, pretty much what we did was we would pick a bunch of different wrestling themes so the themes that wrestlers would would walk from the entrance ramp to the ring to, uh, so, you know, like Hulk Hogan's real American, you know, the ultimate warrior, uh, stone cold, Steve Austin, all that kind of stuff. So we played stuff from like the old days all the way up to like new school themes for, you know, like Randy Orton, John Cena and all these guys. Uh, but it was a blast and, uh, it was a, like a very niche market because, uh, it was, you know, people that loved wrestling that didn't necessarily care about like music, but would come to these shows. And of course, like they'd hear their favorite wrestlers theme song and they would go nuts. And I mean, we did, we did insane things. We put people through tables. We had ladders, chair shots. Um, and That's notoriously, insane. I mean, it's insane. Like notoriously the last uh, song of every set we do stone cold Steve Austin's theme and our lead singer uh, would go into the crowd and do the whole beer bath thing. And he would just pour <laughs> beers on his head. He would give people in the crowd stone cold stunners. Um, it was literally a blast. It's one of the, one of the biggest regrets I have uh, for moving to Florida. You know, I love my fiance to death, you know, ultimately we made the right move, but leaving that project behind, like broke my heart, broke my oh. heart because I mean, it, it took like two of the three things I love most in this world. I love music, I love hockey and I love wrestling. So it took two of those three and mashed them together and made me a little bit of money. So, I mean, like, uh, you know, you can't, it doesn't get better than that. No. When I was out with uh, real friends, they would walk on stage to the DX theme. Excellent. Love and that. They, like, I, I didn't know them like, when we first went out. And all of a sudden I heard that coming from inside. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on in there? It's like open the door and it's the DX theme is like the guys come walking out. Like, hell yeah. Every other night, we were kind of all in the same room and they would come out to the DX theme, come out to the DX theme. And then they changed it like three times. They, they kept the DX theme except for three different nights. And I was so bummed when they, like they came out to like a Miley Cyrus song one night in Chicago, they came out to follow boy, which is kind of wild. And then I what the other one was uh, in Texas. They came out to a George Strait song, which I thought was pretty funny, but every other night was DX. I was like, fuck, it was the coolest part of the whole night. Oh, I love that. Yeah. No. And um, that's another thing. And I, I always tease Mikey about it. Uh, but like, so, you know, as we explore the parallels of, of alternative music and hockey, there is a tremendous parallel between alternative music and wrestling. Uh, so much so that, um, you know, the uh, Code Orange and Incendiary, uh, you know, camp came together to create a theme for, for like a WWE wrestler. And uh, oh, they've done okay. a lot of, yeah, they've done a lot of really cool stuff. So this wrestler, uh, his name is Alistair Black. And um, it, well, I, I shouldn't say that. So really it was um, these guys, uh, who are good friends of mine, uh, CFOs, uh, who were creating all of the themes for other wrestlers for a short time in WWE, uh, created this theme for Alistair Black and had 
the singer of Incendiary on it. And then when they replicated it live, it was Code Orange as the backing band with the uh, the singer of Incendiary. I think his name is Brendan, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, I, super cool. I mean, so there's definitely a parallel there, uh, but Mikey will not let me explore it. Like he'll give me like, if I know that we have a wrestling fan on, he'll give me like 30 seconds of levity. And then like on second 31, he's like, no one cares about this. It's kind of like, if you're in, if you're a New York sports fan, how Carton would always say nobody cares about hockey boomer. So that's kind of what Mikey does to me. He's like, nobody cares about wrestling, Tom. So I have to, I have to always eat my, my, my stuff back. It's a bummer. <laughs> that's awesome. I know nothing about wrestling post uh, like 2004, probably. <laughs> it's the last time I paid attention. Yeah, but I did, most, but most I normal was... people stop watching wrestling when they're like 10. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so 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 says you, man. But um, it, re- I mean, wrestling is one of those things where it's like, as an adult, you watch it for for a different reason. Like when you're growing up, you watch it as like a child, and you think it's real, and you you know, and you you watch it because you you know, I, I loved Bret Hart. You know, Bret Hart was my favorite wrestler when I was growing up. So anytime Bret Hart was on screen, you know, I was a little you know eight year old kid just like cheering for Bret Hart on my mom's sofa, you know, like watching these pay-per-views through like a scrambler box and all that stuff. And then when you, when you grow up and when I got back into it, I started watching wrestling more for like the athleticism around it and more for the um, like, kind of like the pageantry and all that kind of stuff. And you, you almost watch it. They call it, you know, like a smart fan or some bullshit like that, but it's really just like you kind of watch and try to figure out why they're booking this show and you know, why they're having this guy win and this guy lose and what kind of story they're trying to tell um, you know, it's cool. I mean, you know, I, I know Mikey, Mikey dogs on it and I get it, you know, yeah, here, here we are trying to sell our podcast. All, our, all these people that listen to sell to time are like, dude, I'm not checking out bar down breakdown. They talk about wrestling. I'll like, be what's honest up with that. We have a wrestling audience here. <laughs> wrestling audience. <laughs> um, and truthfully, Why'd you have to say that? here in Worcester, um, there is an independent wrestling like league that has, is garnering tons of attention. They're called beyond wrestling. Oh yeah, I know about Beyond Wrestling for sure. They they film they film ten minutes from my house. Yep. Yeah. The bar I used to work at um, was on the same street of the venue they'd film in. So before and after the bar, and like I did not work at a bar that made any sense for like I guess wrestling fans to come to, but it was all it was mostly regulars. But they'd come in, they'd all meet up and have like two beers, then they'd all walk down to the wrestling. Uh, like thing and then come back after and it was, oh, yeah. it was insane and they'd be talking about it and like I, guys i don't know like i don't even know like who was on the wwe now never mind like who just fought down the street but uh, <laughs> it would have been incredible ricky to see an outdoor wrestling match in the back of the dive bar like it i just i oh, you you said the words dive bar wrestling and i'm like oh man that would have been so like a so so anyway. talking about dive bar wrestling real quick and then, and then i promise you i will get off my wrestling horse because mikey is literally like jonesing right now but um so uh fest in gainesville I, are, are you guys familiar with you i'm sure you are familiar with fest so uh, a couple of years ago a fest started up their own promotion called fest wrestling and uh, they and they they did fest wrestling uh in the middle of um uh, I forget the name of it now. I, I think it was called eight seconds. It was like one of the bigger venues and it was like an actual like dive bar, cowboy bar. And, and uh, they, you know, they would have, you know, Friday, they had, you know, a, 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 you know, seven or eight bands play Saturday, seven or eight bands play. And then Sunday uh, they actually would, they put up a ring 
and they actually had like independent wrestlers and did the whole thing. They filmed it the whole nine yards. It was great. It was a ton of fun. Uh, but yeah, like in the middle of this like gross dive bar, just a ring and like guys, you know, beating the crap out of each other. It was, uh, it, it was, it was wild, but that, you know, that, that is real in wrestling, you know, like they're still to this day, there are companies that, you know, set up backyard wrestling. Like people think that that was like a thing of the past with like Jeff Hardy, you know, diving off of the roof of the house into his uh, mattress, but like there's still backyard wrestling, you know, there's still all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I mean, it's like, and it's big and it's the sad part is there's even like backyard wrestling going on right now, like non socially distant backyard wrestling, which is like disgusting to watch because there's a bunch of idiots just like spreading COVID amongst one another, but like it's still happening. So I, you know, um, wrestling is one of those things, man, where it's just like, it's, it's got such a niche alternative audience and it's always going to have that audience and and like, it's never going to go away. So as much as you'd love to think it, Michael, wrestling's not going anywhere. I'm sorry, buddy. Much like (laughs) hockey and much like rock and roll. It's, it's here to stay. Uh, very true. And speaking of hockey and rock, like and roll, your podcast that has just yeah. released a hundred episodes, you felt the segue, you felt it. Yeah. I, I, that's a, I, I'm, I'm usually the segue guy on our podcast because like, we'll, we'll go off somewhere and then I'll be like, well, how the hell am I going to, what am I going to whole do time? Here? I'm like, all right, I got to find a thread somewhere. We can connect this. We can yeah, do that's it. That's why I just tell Tom to shut up. <laughs> You're a jerk. But yeah, um, we're very, very pumped on uh, on the hundredth episode that we've got going on. Uh, we've got an awesome guest. Uh, we're doing a, a really cool giveaway, uh, and um, I'll I'll let Mikey tell you about it just because he's uh, he's the more eloquent one of us. So uh, tell him what we got. Yeah, we got our our boy Derek from State Champs, and honestly, when you know the high, the whole idea of Bar Down came came to mind, it was when I was still living on Long Island and I was playing like pick up hockey and you know i was friends with some of the guys in the band envy on the coast and they would call their friends who were also in bands and then like these guys would show up to play hockey like in skinny jeans like the typical like scene dude but then actually like be really good at hockey (laughs) so it'd be like like an oxymoron like it didn't make sense and then like I was like, man, all these guys like are really good at hockey and actually really like hockey. And I was like, there's a huge crossover. And then like, I was kind of going through and I was like, man, actually there is like, you know, Kellen from the story so far is a big San Jose Sharks fan. And like uh, Derek from state champs, big Dallas stars fan. And it was just like going through. And I was like, man, I got like 50 dudes that like, I really want to get on like to talk about music and hockey. And Derek was always like one of those bucket list guys, like need to get Derek on. And when we started getting close to the hundredth episode, I was like, that'd be a sweet way to celebrate like a hundred episodes of like nonsense between Tom and I talking music and hockey. And uh, it, it ended up working out like the planets aligned and he's, he's coming on and we're, we're so stoked. That's so sick. Did you guys have a prior relationship with him or anybody in that band or was it just mutual connection? So it's so funny. I actually lived in Albany for like four years and that's where they're from, but like never really ran in the same circles. But then through this podcast, we've kind of just built a, a cool little community where we stay in contact with a lot of our former guests and, you know, 
one of the former guests that we had on, uh, our, our buddy Alex is also friends with, with Derek and he, he hooked it up. That's so sick. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. I, state champs is cool. I, that's a band I've seen probably a million times open for like the wonder years and, and all that type of stuff. When I was super heavy going to shows, they were kind of like coming up. So they were always one of the first two bands to play and they always killed it. But yeah, the only thing I really remember about them was like him being such a huge hockey fan. And then that band exploded. And now they're massive and they have huge hockey following. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's kind of crazy how, how quick they've blown up and, and, you know, in the pop punk scene, a lot of bands have gone like the pop direction. Yeah. As they've put out, you know, album number two, album number three, but state champs has kind of stayed true to their pop punk roots. And, uh, they're, they're kind of carrying the torch right now and it's cool to see. And, uh, you know, we, we, we actually had the, the pleasure of talking to, to Chuck from simple plan. And he was telling us this just crazy story about how he was in a restaurant by himself in Dallas before one of their shows. And like Jamie Ben walked in and, and like, you know, Chuck being a big hockey fan was like, man, you're Jamie Ben. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in this band simple plan. If you want to come And like Jamie Ben was so pumped and actually went to the show, but on that show was also state champs. And like Derek went and like performed on stage and then came to the green room and like, there was Jamie Ben and he, you know, Derek lost his mind. So I'm super pumped to hear like what was going through his mind when he walked in and there's like one of his favorite players. Yeah. It's like kind of one of the things we always talk about for us personally is, you know, we get the opportunity to talk to, you know, these fantastic musicians and all these bands that we like. And like, you know, sometimes even though, you know, we, we learned to hold it together. Sometimes you get a little bit starstruck, you know, that you're talking to like someone that, you know, you've listened to all their music and stuff, but it's funny because as lovers of music that get starstruck, starstruck with musicians a lot of these musicians get starstruck with hockey players so i mean like you think like you know the hundreds of kids out there that you know if they met derek from state champs would be like oh my god like you know i'm meeting derek from state champs and then here he is running into jamie ben and you know like kind of being a ridiculous fanboy himself you know so it's just like um it, it just kind of further proves the fact that you know hockey even though it's the quote-unquote the fourth sport you know so many people love it and and you know have have idolatry for for these guys because they're just such great athletes and and they're doing such a good job at uh at, at you know at being out there and playing and performing and stuff so it really super cool so i i love you know when, whenever we hear that you know of you know an artist that i love is like oh yeah you know I ran to this hockey player and didn't know what to say and it's like shit man like that's what i do like when i run into musicians i don't know what to say so kind of cool yeah. yeah i mean i over the years i've met people from almost every band that i absolutely love yeah and i've never really been like super starstruck and then i met matt Bolesky, who like he had just signed with the Bruins. I loved him when he was in Anaheim and it was the most nervous I've ever been having to like talk to somebody and like keep my cool. So I got to give him like a tour of our shop. And the whole time I was like, Holy shit. Like this guy has scored. I mean, he's not, he was never like the biggest player, but he scored like some pretty epic goals in Anaheim. And I loved what he brought to the table for the Bruins the first like season and a half. And then he kind of went down, but uh, 
I thought it was like the coolest thing ever, but I was so nervous. I'm like, dude, this guy plays in the NHL. Like that's a whole, whole different world. And then I bumped into him like four years after that, uh, before a Pearl Jam show at Fenway Park. And okay. we were both, we just happened to be at the same bar and I'm looking at him like, pretty sure that's Matt Bolesky. It was him and Jimmy Hayes. Wait, no. Which one played for Harvard? One of so one of the Hayes brothers, yeah. Kevin Hayes plays in Philly, right? Right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it was, it was Jimmy Hayes. So they happened to be going to the Pearl Jam show. We're at the exact same bar. And I was like, holy shit, like Jimmy Hayes and Matt Bolesky right there. And I walked by and Bolesky was like, Hey, aren't you the drum kid? And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the coolest moment of my life. I text my buddy Josh that I used to work with. I was like, you are not going to believe who I just saw. And the fact that he even like remembered this one time that happened. Dude, I, I have a pretty star, like funny starstruck moment too with a hockey player. So I was at a, a preseason Islanders game. So like, that's usually when they, they only dress half their normal roster. And then they, you know, let some like professional tryout people come on and like guys that are never going to make the team. So I'm up in like the, the luxury box area. My, my ticket rep just like hooked me up with tickets up there. And the way that the luxury section works at the, at the Coliseum is it's like a whole separate upper bowl that right. like is only for people that have luxury boxes. And Matt Martin was in a, a box, like kind of catty corner to us. And like, <laughs> you could see him like across the way and like, in order for us to like walk out at the end of the game, we kind of had to like merge at the same place. And like Matt Martin's walking by and I'm just like, Hey Matt, glad you came. Like that was the, the <laughs> what I thought was the appropriate thing to say to someone that plays on the team. Like that's what he probably should have said to me. Like, Hey, glad you came to this preseason hockey game. But I thought that's what I should say to him. And that's to this day, my friends are just like, hey, Matt Martin, glad you came. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. Last, so last January, I went to the Bahamas and Brad Marchand got on our plane. Also going to the Bahamas, but like, I don't know where we stayed or anything. But we just, we got on our plane, we're sitting there and some of the last people to get on, it must have been like his wife or something, their kids, and then Marshawn. And as he's walking down the aisle, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit. So I like get up, turn around to my girlfriend's brother and I was like, dude, Brad Marshall's walking down the aisle. I'm almost hundred percent sure. And he kind of like looked around me and he was like, holy shit. So I turned around, didn't know what to do. And I was just like, I like gave him the head nod and he just kind of looked at me and kept going. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Too nervous to be like, I fucking love you. Like, <laughs> you know, these guys just, they play a game. Like <laughs> they're just old boys that play a game. No, no, no. What I'm saying is don't be starstruck. They're cool. They're just people. No, actually, hockey players are just awesome. It's just like, yeah. since hockey is my number one sport, it, it's yeah. just like, you know, I, I spend so many hours every single week watching these, you know, guys play hockey that when you, like, do cross paths, you just, like, don't know. Like, you want to get everything out and you want to, like, just let them know how much you appreciate yeah. them. And then you just freeze up and you s say something stupid. Oh, and it's awesome. Glad he, glad he came. <laughs> That's have, you guys, have you guys had a hockey player, like a pro hockey player on the podcast yet? Yeah, we've, we've a few. Yeah, we have a few. We had um uh we had we had Chris Dingman, which was so awesome. He um what did he he where was he? He was 
at like I forget where he was. He was like at his uh, kids like like practice or like a pickup game or something and he just like was like yeah don't worry about it i'll chat with you guys for like an hour and a half <laughs> what <laughs> yeah oh, but yeah. He, he he's a two-time stanley cup champion yeah that was cool uh we've also talked to john morasty who played in the ahl and he played like one or two games for columbus but his his big thing is he was called nasty morasty in the ahl and he was just like a goon and uh there's actually a crazy YouTube video you can find of him and Jeremy Yablonski beating up a whole entire Russian gang when they were playing in the KHL. Like, it is unbelievable. There's like 15 Russian dudes, and then Yablonski and Morasti just beating them all up. On the like, ice or outside? Outside at a bar. So apparently, like, actually, Jeremy Yablonski was on Spit and Chicklets not too long ago, maybe like two months ago. Okay. And he told the story way better than I'm telling it right now. So if you want to listen to it, you can. I mean, but it's there. But. <laughs> but apparently, the reason they were even at the bar is because Panarin invited him. So this is like when Panarin was still playing in the KHL. And oh, he was wow. like, hey, like, I'm going to this club. Come, come meet me out. And like, they got to the club and Panarin wasn't there yet. And then they just beat up a bunch of Russian people out in the street. Pass some time. <laughs> just to pass some time. Yeah, man. That's pretty so we, we had that guy on our podcast too. Which was Have you cool. guys found a like a crossover, like a hockey player that's in a band? That must exist. They do exist, like because Lundquist is in a band, but they, yeah, but they're I, like usually into like country music or <laughs> just classic rock. They're okay. not typically into alternative music that we talk about. There, there are a few like. I'm pretty sure Aaron Dell, that goalie who was on the Sharks, and I think the Devils just picked him up like today. Actually, he's big into the alternative music. Um, you know, Corey Crawford has the the famous Rise Against story that he got like really really hurt at a Rise Against show, and like the Blackhawks were like super <laughs> mad about it because he hurt himself in the mosh pit. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, well, I know Bolesky was a huge fan of like Rancid and Every Time I Die. I think the night after, not the night that like I saw him at the Pearl Jam show, but the night that he came to like pick stuff up, he was going to see, it was either Every Time I Die or it was when Brandon from Rancid was playing with H2O. It was one of those two, two bands were playing in Boston. He was going to that. Um, I saw Tuka Rask at a Black Keys, not that they're like alternative rock, but he's in a Black Keys concert. There we are. Each other. What Ryan, about uh, what about Ryan O'Reilly too? Oh, go for it. Yeah, right. No, Ryan O'Reilly's huge too. He was a a big Spill Canvas fan, and when we were talking to Bryce from the Spill Canvas, he was saying that Ryan O'Reilly actually like showed up at one of his shows, and he's become good friends with him. Like so, till this day, he's good friends with Ryan O'Reilly. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, you were just about to say, like, what about, like, hockey theme, like, alternative bands? There's actually yeah, like a couple. The Zambonis are my personal favorite. So, <laughs> there's a couple that we've gotten to uh, actually have on the show. Um, I don't know if, if you'd say that they're necessarily hockey themed, but they're named after, like, um, they're named, their, their name is hockey related. You know, we've talked to uh, our buddies in this band called The Crease Rule, uh, who are really great. Um, uh, there's a band 
infamously from Long Island that are an actual hockey themed punk band uh, that we actually haven't had the opportunity to have on the show yet, but they're on our radar. They're called two men advantage. Um, and they actually like dress up in like full gear and pads and like all of their songs are hockey related. Um, so, uh, you know, they're definitely one of the, one of the, I love that the people that we want to get on. Oh, it's, it's great. You know, any gimmick is great, you know, obviously. And uh, I uh, once watched a band that was Harry and the Potters and it was all about Harry Potter songs. <laughs> oh, we, we, uh, there was a band, uh, that, uh, they're called, um, Oakley Dokley and they all dress up as I Ned love Flanders. that band. Oh, I love it. I love that. You know, Ned Flanders. yep. Oh yeah, dude. They have, they have this song called white wine spritzer, which is like one of their like most infamous songs. And it's just all about how Ned Flanders loves white wine spritzers. Um, and actually that harkens back to me being in the Kings of the ring because, uh, uh, tour package came through. That was Oakley Dokley and Max Sabbath. Uh, so, you know, if you're familiar with Max Sabbath, who are just, you know, Sesame Street or I should say McDonald's characters playing Black Sabbath songs. But they were like, we need another weird gimmick band. So Kings of the Ring, you guys are perfect for this. But uh, yeah, and the dudes were Oakley Dokley were dope. They're super cool dudes. But, uh, um, you know, like that's what that's the whole thing. It's like having a gimmick like s- sometimes it works, sometimes not so much. But uh, I mean, like. You know, Oakley Dokley is doing pretty good for themselves, and Max Sabbath is like huge. People come out to see them all the time. So, I guess the whole idea is get a gimmick and you know flesh it out, figure it out, lay into a cut, like dig into a niche. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like I feel like if like you can go after like the Food Network crowd and just have like a bunch of like chefs just like in a band and just singing songs about like Beef Wellington and like not taking like the puff pastry out of the oven like quick enough or like i don't know now i'm thinking about like great british baking show i was literally just kind of about to call it the great great british punk off or something like that and you the, have me you i'll buy the ticket just the tell paul, me when to show the up the paul hollywoods yeah man i'm i'm way into that um listen i mean you know license to print money as i think what that is license yeah. to print money um all right we, we should probably dig it right back to the podcast just before I, I, I had, I fucked up and I forgot to go. I meant to wear this hat the entire Ooh, the time, whale. which is, this is an old, old hat. This oh, isn't some it, new it, one that now that the logo is in public domain, um, <laughs> but like hundred episodes. First off, congratulations. That's insane. We, uh, we know how challenging that is. Like first, did you ever think you'd make it here? No chance. No chance. <laughs> like after I did like two, I was like, I don't know if we're going to keep doing this. Like, cause it, it's, it's more of like a, a, a steady incline with the podcast. Like maybe your first episode, all your like friends who just want to support you will listen. Yep. <laughs> so like your first episode, you're like, man, I got like a few hundred people that listen to this. Like, I'm on top of the world. And then episode two comes out and there's like 13 and you're like, wait, (laughs) where did all those people go? But then like what I realized is like, stop thinking about that and just have fun, you know, getting to, you know, you're in your thirties. You don't get to talk to your friends that often. Like it's just reality. So like the fact that I get to talk with one of my best friends once a week for an hour. Like, I can't say that, that I, that I get to do that with some of my other friends. So like, to me, I I really just value that time. And then I also get to talk with some of the, you know, artists from my favorite bands. So even if two people listen, I'm just going to keep doing it because I love to get to talk with Tom and talk to these bands. So 
As long as there's two people listening. <laughs> and my mom all- and my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you, so, okay, you guys have literally interviewed people from some of my favorite bands of all time. Um, Evan from Into It Over It, or Evan in, as Into It Over It. I never really know what to call him because he is Into It Over It, but, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, Saves the Day. I'm trying to think. Like, the Simple Plan one was awesome. I don't... I'm not a huge Simple Plan fan anymore. When I was little, I saw them a million times. Chuck was this girl I went to high school with. I was best friends. That was like her celebrity crush. <laughs> so <laughs> one time we were all at Warped Tour, like well after we stopped listening to Simple Plan, and Chuck happened to be standing next to me, like doing an autograph signing thing. And I didn't even know that I was next to the Simple Plan tent. I was like, oh shit, that's cool. So I like text her. I'm like, hey, I just stood next to Chuck from Simple Plan. Like 10 years ago, you would have lost your mind. But like... <laughs> So how, when it comes to like, do you guys only choose bands that like you're familiar with? Have you interviewed somebody whose band you've never, never really listened to? Oh yeah. A a ton. Not me, maybe Tom. So um, one of the things that like we've really tried to accomplish is, um, you know, reaching out to bands who, you know, are not as well known and that we don't know much about, um, you, just simply because they're hockey fans and then getting to listen to their music and, and getting to kind of learn their, what, you know, kind of how they built their craft and stuff is one of the things we love the most. Um, I, I guess for me, I, I could probably say that, um, Mikey's not into the heavier stuff as much as I am. So a lot of the times when we get in with a heavier band, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that Mikey's going in blind, but like, I'm going in with a little bit more, um, a little bit more comfortability there just because, you know, like for instance, with like a band like August Burns Red, like, you know, like uh, I've listened to August Burns Red for years and years, you know, the ghost inside, you know, I love the ghost inside. Um, you know, we've had our, our buddies and Dr. Acula on and like a bunch of different, like more uh, aggressive bands, but um, mine and Mikey's dynamic growing up. Like I was always the guy that knew just a little bit more about music than Mikey did. And like, I always like, like kind of prided myself on that. I was always like, yeah, you know, like I, like, you know, this, this guy, Mikey, he's like riding my coattails, you know, like every time I poop out a band, he's here to listen to it. Um, and then when we started doing this podcast, I really started realizing that like Mikey, like had more, like knew more about like, like pop punk and stuff than even I did. And then he started telling me about all these bands that I hadn't even heard of, you know? So he's like, oh, check out this band. Like, you know, so a, a lot of times when Mikey knew a lot about these bands, um, he was introducing them to me for the first time, which is awesome. So not only did it expand our horizons in terms of the music we listened to, but we got to have cool conversations with people from like all over the country. You know, like we got to talk to people from, you know, Vancouver and Calgary and like all these places that like I'd, I've never been, let alone like have actually talked to someone from one of these places. So. Um, it's a really good, good dynamic. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I get a, a, actually a good amount of like submissions from bands and like, I, I don't want to be like the guy that like poo poos on anyone's dreams. Like that's not my job. So like anyone that sends me anything I listen to, like I, I'm going to be completely transparent. Like I listen to it and you know, at this point, you know, doing the show for two years our our schedule is pretty like intense like we we are pretty backed up right now so like 
sometimes a band just isn't quite there yet. And like, I just have to tell them like, Hey, like I, I would love to talk with you guys, but I can't promise when, but yeah. like, I, I do listen to everything that's sent to us. Like I, I really do. Cause they, they're taking the time to send it to me. I'm going to listen to it at least. Sure. But it sends us shit. People should send us music. We'll listen to it. I will literally <laughs> listen to everything you send me. Yeah, that, that's, that's what's up. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm so envious of that. I mean, it, but it's, it's great, you know, because I, you know, I spent a lot of my younger years, like finding out about new music through like compilations and like, you know, going to like mp3.com or pure volume and like all this kind of stuff where it was like, kind of like scratching and clawing to find stuff. Whereas now, you know, if I'm tired of listening to the same 50 bands that I listen to all over, you know, all the time, Mikey's like, Hey, you know, I, I just secured an interview with this band. Oh, I've never heard of this band. Go check them out and, and, and give them a listen. You know, like I, I, I bring up the crease rule again, because that's one of these bands that like I had never even knew existed. And, um, Mikey, uh, you know, had reached out to them. We, we had ended up setting up an interview and he's like, you got to listen to these guys. And like, now they're on like repeat for me, you know? And it's just having that opportunity, I, I think is like the coolest thing in the world. Um, so, but yeah, man, like if you, if you guys find musicians that love seltzer, which I'm sure you will, cause I'm sure plenty we of musicians have. love seltzer. I mean, like just how, like, that's what you should, this, your podcast should just start being the connection between music and seltzer. And like, I guarantee you, like, before you realize it, like Mark Hoppus's people are going to be in touch with you. They're going to be like, guys, love what you're doing. Mark drinks like a, a case of, of seltzer every day. He wants to be on the show. And then that's, like, that's just, ha- that's, that is a lot of seltzer. That's, that's a lot of from what, I, what I've seen. On- <laughs> Dude. So I, I do want to bring this up because I, I listened to your hundredth episode and hearing people talk about shotgunning seltzers oh. sounds comfortable it sounds mental uh, like who does God. that did you watch it or just listen to it i just listened to it if you watched it there's a video of our friend kevin biting into the side of a seltzer and then shotgunning oh. it he's an animal he's he's not human and yeah. um you yeah you don't see the the after effect like the 15 <laughs> minutes afterwards where they're oh. burping uncontrollably or yeah. writhing on the paint on the ground in pain <laughs> We the, the I've only shotgunned the seltzer twice in my life, and the first time it was with our buddy Lucas, who actually designed our logo. Um, he was part of a, a mural festival in Worcester, and I went to like visit him at his wall. I brought him a seltzer, and he's like, "Oh, let's shotgun it for the video." And I'm like, uh, "Okay, cool." And like, I'm not a shotgun fan across the board; it's just not a thing I like to do. So uh-huh. I did it, but I. I'm not good at it because it's not a thing for me, but I left the can like, upside down. So I opened it. It was like pouring out the side. It was pretty bad. And Lucas is like this, he's a very skinny man and he's like kind of short. So inhaling all of that seltzer had him burping. Like it was a very uncontrollably uncomfortable afternoon. It sucked. And then the other time I did it was with Lucas again at work at the dive one night. Cause we thought it would be funny. It wasn't. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds terrible because like the bubbles in seltzer are way more intense than like bubbles in beer. Yeah, for sure. And if I was gonna suck on it, it'd be a, a Lacroix because Lacroix doesn't have as much carbonation as the other ones, mm-hmm. and I think that would be the only way I can keep it down. But like Polar, our our local brand is 
hefty or even like uh topo chico which has been my jam as of late like topo chico is bubbly it, it, if you don't touch that glass bottle that thing is going to stay bubbly forever it's just it's a mystery liquid so yeah well, that would destroy so let's me. let's t- let's talk let's talk a little bit about polar seltzer while we get the opportunity to because polar is like my <laughs> favorite like brand of seltzer um oh. and it's and and it's you know it's in like it's it's everywhere obviously it's down south but like you can only find it at certain supermarkets but um i mean like their orange vanilla is like one of my favorites like their black cherry excellent tangerine lime excellent and then they had all these like weird flavors that they put out like for each season that are like really hard to find like there was this one winter one that was uh i think it was like boston cream pie flavored oh yeah in the bottles yeah and believe it or not it was dope it was really good and um but it bums me out because like back when I lived in New York, like any supermarket you could walk into, like some had more than others, but like every, everyone would at least have some, right? Like even if you could only find like uh, a couple of flavors, but like, like in Publix, I think for instance, down in Florida, like, I don't even think they're in there. Which oh, really? is like, I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe it's just the public. Uh-oh. It's closest to me is, is like a smaller batch public, but I don't, I don't think they're everywhere. Huh. They're uh, they're they're growing their distribution. Um, they are definitely permeating new markets, okay. but they, it's slow. And I mean, if uh, listeners of this show long have heard us complain about Polar not reaching out to us and um, <laughs> how their marketing isn't as good as it can be, and how we wish they would look at the the local market a little bit better. And but you know, they they know what they're doing. They're a big ass company, and they're growing and. They make a lot of their money doing uh, private label stuff for other people, doing other bottling. Like they bottle for Coke around here. And, oh, okay, cool. That's cool. So they don't need any help from a couple of bubble boys, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we've got about whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, let's just ring at home. How so? How do people find your podcast? Like, I want to make sure people check out at least the hundredth episode, if not all of them. Before we do that, oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. I just want to touch on the Facebook group you guys just launched. It was the last week, I think. Yeah. That's the best idea ever. It's so yeah, sick. Having a place where like every time I don't pay that close attention to Facebook, but like every time I have a notification, if, if it's like a couple different ones, there always tends to be something from the Facebook group now of like people introducing themselves or talking about the game from that night or yeah. whatever. Such a cool idea. Yeah. And, you know, I I was kind of at that point where like, yeah, I need Facebook to like, you know, put out content for our our podcast, but also for like the stuff I do at Isles Meetup. So like there wasn't really a way I could totally get rid of having Facebook. And I was like, I have it, but I hate this app. Like I hate going on here and seeing like my racist uncle posting crap that just makes me mad like i i like how on twitter i can like kind of control what i see and and like it it was just really frustrating and and then i was like joining groups and then as i was joining like these bigger pop punk groups on facebook everyone is like hey based on this picture what band do i listen to like like there was like really corny like post and i kept getting notifications about this and i was like i don't want that either so yeah. then i was like you know what i'm just gonna create a group of like the two things i really only want to see and that's music and hockey so oh, yeah. 
like, you know, it is what we do on our podcast, but like, I don't want to just like use it as a, another way to push my podcast. I just want to talk music and hockey with like our listeners, with our other friends who, you know, former guests, that kind of stuff. And we've only been doing it for like a week and we have close to 200 people in the group already. And it's just, it's been a lot of fun. And I want the, like, cause also in some of those pop punk groups that are on Facebook, like it's kind of poo pooed if you share your music. Yeah. It's and it's fine. like, what's the point then? What What is this group doing? I, I yeah. don't get it. Like whatever. So I, I want the people that are in this group to share their music and like, how cool is that? Like just being able to kind of push out your music to people that actually want to see it. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, one more thing before we go, each of you, what's your dream guest musician and your dream guest hockey player that you guys are having a podcast someday? (sighs) Tom, do you, do you still have one that's out there? Oh, absolutely. Uh, So my, my dream, uh, my dream guest uh, is, is honestly, it's, it's Keith Buckley. I mean, like that's, yeah. that's really, really the, the, the guy who I'd want the most because I, I mean, I'm positive. He's a Sabres fan, uh, you know, and um, I, I'm sure that, that, you know, just knowing how much of a maniac he is um, I'm sure, sure he'd have a ton of incredible stories. So that's probably still my, like my Holy grail. And then as far as hockey players are concerned um, I, I mean, I'd love to, to get an opportunity to chat with, uh, with, with Lundquist, uh, just, you know, he uh, granted, you know, he's a, you know, he's, he's been a lifelong Ranger, obviously other than late and hopefully he'll, he'll be able to come back healthy and be able to play. Um, but I mean, he's such an interesting guy. Uh, he's a great guitar player. He's humble. I mean, his humility is incredible. And just as, um, as a player, I mean, he's the only Ranger that like I've, haven't like had like a like an actual like issue with like he's like the only guy that i could you know i it really broke my heart when the you know when the kings beat the rangers like my heart broke for nobody but like my good friend jimmy who like was like on the ground sobbing and for like henrik lundquist so those are my two um i'm interested to hear what mikey's are yeah so honestly after our hundredth episode i i do feel like i need to make a new bucket list, I guess. (laughs) But, um, I guess the other one that's floating out there is, is Kellen from the story so far, just, you know, there, there's no doubt that I'm the pop punk guy and like the story so far, I've loved every single album that they've put out. So uh, I, I would love to talk with Kellen and then hockey player, I guess like just because he's interested in this kind of music would probably be Ryan O'Reilly. Just because, you know, him going from Buffalo to to St. Louis and then winning the cup with St. Louis, I feel like that story is awesome. And he's just like a, a glue guy, a great guy, the, the kind of hockey players that we all love. And honestly, like who wouldn't want Ryan O'Reilly on their team? Like I, I would take him in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Yeah. I would so. be uh, PJ Stock. I think we're trying to get PJ Stock on the show. Um you know, just because he played here in Worcester and he was just an all around son of a bitch that punched a lot of faces. Um, And then probably like run the jewels, I think would be a humongous get. I don't know how much seltzer they drink. I think LP might sip a little bit, but. (laughs) Oh, they drink seltzer. They definitely drink seltzer. (laughs) I feel like they have to. 
Right. Oh, dude, absolutely. Man, I, now I'm kind of thinking like action. Bronson's got to be a hockey, like a hockey fan. Oh yeah. I would love to talk with him. He, uh, and like, even though he's not like technically like alternative music, but he's like alternative hip hop, I guess you would say. What is alternative music? That's what That's, they love. Yeah. Everything that they can't put into pop or country. True that. So yeah, I would love to talk to action Bronson because his show fuck that fuck that's delicious is just amazing it's so good it's so good do we do we know if is is do a hockey fan from bad rabbits yeah <laughs> do you know i wore the bad rabbits shirt just for you guys hell yeah but i mean like that that's that's a guy i want to talk to i i'll never forget man it just he, he i've never laughed more than like seeing a bad rabbit show because first of all i mean you know we all know seeing a bad rabbit show is transformative enough just because of how great they are. But I mean, like the last time I remember seeing them, uh, Dua was wearing a dashiki. (laughs) So he's wearing a dashiki and he kept yelling at people for trying to rip his dashiki. So he said it like four times. Like, I don't know. They, they played like something like they played dirty or something. And like, after the, (laughs) after they're done, there's like a little bit of a pause. He's like, why is everyone trying to rip my dashiki? (laughs) <laughs> and he's like looking at people in the crowd. He's like, I saw you tried to do it. You did it. He's like, this white guy tried to do it. And then like, there's like a black guy in the crowd. He's like, I know that black guy didn't try to rip my dashiki. He's like, all you white people trying to rip my dashiki. And he just kept talking about it. And uh, he, I just, I, I just love it, man. Just, if he is a hockey fan, we got to get him on. If he's not a hockey fan, I'll, I'll just pretend like that he's a hockey fan just to get him on. Like I've done it before and I'll do it again. Soccer is similar to hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soccer, you know, leg, stick, ball, puck, ice, all the same. Be a hockey player or a hockey fan. That's a band. That's probably the one band. Well, there's a million bands actually. I'd like love to have on the show, but Bad Rabbits is like that's like easily my favorite band. Um, Having them on would be fucking sick. I feel like that's in the next year. I think. I think you know what? I think um, whoever lands them first will make sure that will get them on the other one. So if All we right. land them, we'll, we'll push them over to you. If All we right, land listeners. them, give them to us. <laughs> I, I can text Shield right now. <laughs> I, you heard it here first. Now it's a challenge. It's a race. <laughs> well, I love it. Uh, make sure you guys go check out the Bar Down Breakdown podcast, which can be found where, gentlemen? We got YouTube. We got uh, Twitter. We got Facebook, Instagram. We got it all. Like Like I said, all those different graphics I got because of all those damn different platforms. We're, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're at, uh, at, at bar down breakdown on Instagram, uh, at BDBD podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can search bar down breakdown on Facebook. And then as far as getting the podcast anywhere where you like to get your podcast, um, Stitcher, Google podcast, Apple podcast, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're pretty much anywhere, anywhere. And then now that, uh, uh Mikey got me a swanky new webcam, uh, we're, we're on YouTube and stuff as well. Uh, and of course we're, uh, proud members of the hockey podcast network. So if you, uh, search up the hockey podcast network, you'll find us. And then all the other great content creators on that network, which is, uh, which I, I mean, like if you like what we're doing, you'll like what they're doing because they're actually professionals and we're just a bunch <laughs> of amateur idiots. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can find us. Uh, episode 100, uh, we're dropping that on January 27th. We're really, really excited for it. And um, 
if you go to uh, one last thing, I'll plug real quick. I, I, I don't even know if there's any left, but if you go to c2chockey.net, we got a couple of shirts up there. We got, I think, a couple of our Jaws shirts left. Um, but after that, even if our shirts are gone, uh, the coast to coast hockey guys are dope and they make some great shirts. Uh, they're like the softest shirts I've ever worn. So, uh, if you go to their website and you don't find our stuff, just buy their stuff because their stuff is cooler than ours anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I, I do love that jaws design because it comes from the professional roller hockey team that used to be on long Island. So, oh yeah, no, I mean, it's paying homage to them absolutely homage is good but uh um one last thing and then we'll we'll roll it out but i just i i just have this this very peaked interest in um in in topo chico so um i know i think mikey specifically says that you guys put them on um because i don't think you were drinking it before before you uh you even like talked to 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 seltzer time huh uh well gustavo james who's like the tattoo artist for violent gentlemen and does a lot of their designs he's been preaching about topo chico for a while okay and then like some design work for topo he's like in with them somehow yeah so honestly it was more of like being able to find it here in charlotte and pretty much the only place that has it so far is whole foods and uh, I don't it's probably like $8 million. I don't go it? to whole foods that often. I'm an Aldi supporter. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> only for life. I only go to whole foods to get topo because up here, I don't know how much it costs everywhere, but it's like 10 bucks for a 12 pack, which is definitely the cheapest or no. Yeah. Yeah. It's $10 for like a, yeah, a 12, 12 pack case. Um, it's definitely the cheapest you can get it. There's only the only other place you can get it is Shaw's. We have to buy like single bottles, and they're like almost two dollars a piece. Yeah, so it's delicious. There's just something the about it. It's the best. Like the, uh, the lime it actually tastes like lime. Like the strawberries taste like strawberries or snozzberries. There's a strawberry like one. No, there isn't. I'm just making that up. But I, oh, I, I hey, my goddamn emotions, Mikey, because oh, I've tried. I just God. tried the lime, and I just tried the uh, grapefruit. Yeah. It both were fantastic. Yeah. Cause it actually tastes like a wedge of lime is in there where <laughs> some, sometimes, you know, the LaCroix and whatnot, they just taste, taste like chemicals. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I like, I like Topo Chico's lime better than I like Polar's lime because Polar's lime almost feels more soda adjacent where Topo Chico feels like I'm drinking mineral water. Like you described with a slice of lime in it. Yeah. That's that's the way that's the way to go. Uh, as as far as I'm understanding, that uh, Topo Chico is the uh, is the kiss. So uh, <laughs> Topo Chico and lime. Yeah, man, I'm I'm all about it. I'm all about it. And uh, speaking of Aldi, Mikey uh, has been an Aldi supporter since like before Aldi was cool. Like when like you could buy like a five pound thing of chopped meat for eight dollars and fifty cents, and uh, literally half of it would cook off. <laughs> so. Mm. that's probably the best way to end this episode is just thinking about 50 50 chopped meat just sitting in like an entire pan of grease and then making tacos and forcing paul hank to eat those tacos no one knows who paul hank is but that is okay that's fine uh, because i know who paul hank is and that makes me feel good (laughs) shout out paul Shut up, Paul. Shut, shut, well, boys, shut, 
Congratulations on a hundred episodes. Uh, and congratulations to your hundred episodes oh, too. Thank you. Hundred boys news. here, dude. Hundred boys. <laughs> it's a big... The race is on to get bad rabbits. So uh, we'll see you on the internet. Love it, man. <laughs> thank you guys so much for having us, man. It's really such a blast. Love what you guys do. And uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this again when we hit 200, huh? How about that? Fair deal. But we'll, on your show. Yeah, that's fine. Amen. You guys can come on to our show. It's it's way less way less professional. Trust me. Well, I used to play <laughs> hockey. I, I'll 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 study up on modern players just to sound illiterate. All you got to well, do is just say Ovechkin. Just say Ovechkin a bunch, and you're fine. <laughs> Although shout out Ovechkin for having yellow laces when none of his uniform is yellow. It's my favorite. I mean, I love him as a player anyway. But that yellow lace thing. If I was a little kid, I'd have that going. Every fucking time I skated, it's so sick. He's he's definitely just like it's it's funny because yellow is color of lace, but not <laughs> not the rest of my body. It's funny. I drink vodka now. <laughs> shout out Alex Ovechkin as well. Yeah, Alex. Shout out Alex Ovechkin. We're never gonna end this episode. Welcome back, everybody. Um, that was super fun. Uh, shout out Those Mikey. Boys are fun. They're the best. Shout out Tom. We. You know, like we mentioned in the episode, uh, kind of became friendly with those guys last year at the start of the pandemic. And it's just kind of we've just kind of stayed stayed homies the entire time. And it only made sense that we have them on. And yeah, and you've like, been on their show a couple times. And yeah, you know, it, was, it was time to return the favor. They listened to ours. And like we everybody drinks seltzer and we all like hockey and rock and roll music. So it made yeah. the most sense. And they're literally like the funniest people ever. <laughs> Do you get that they're kind of like our doppelganger in a way? Like we are very similar. Like we have similar personality types. Like Mikey and I are similar and you and Tom are similar. For sure. They, again, they have the better looking mirrors, but whatever. It is what it is, you know? Yeah, we, we can't afford them good stuffs yet. We're not on a podcast network. <laughs> Someday. Yeah, mad respect, boys. Also, yeah. congrats on the 100th episode. What? I said, congrats on the hundredth episode, boyos. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah! Congrats on the hundredth episode. I'm extremely excited to listen to that one. I love the graphics and stuff that you guys have been doing with the away message thing. Definitely, definitely touches at my heart. And you have a massive guest on that hundredth yeah. episode. That's that's a, it's a pretty good get. You guys are killing it. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it's about that time. Let's do it. Hit us with that good, good song. Stokes and pokes, stokes and pokes, stokes and pokes and stokes and pokes, stokes and pokes and stokes and pokes and stokes and pokes. This is how they know I mean business. And I was wearing these the other night on the Jackbox stream, and I kept telling everybody I'm here to win. But they're okay. so filthy that I can't see shit through them. That's how I run. <laughs> I'm going to start by poking. Uh, we did the intro for Sort of Late Show. It was pretty cool. Brian put together a bunch of footage, but Sarah and I went on an adventure, went around Shrewsbury Street and a bunch of other spots around Worcester and shot literally every neon sign that we could see, like every crappy <laughs> open sign, every because we wanted to put like a true Worcester picture together. And Brian put together this awesome intro and it's, it's awesome. I hope he puts it up on Instagram separately or something. But... The thing I'm poking is we were walking up and down Shrewsbury Street and there were not as many masks as we were hoping to see. 
masks. Both Sarah and I were masked up the entire time. And I would say more than half the people had masks on. But the fact that the number was that low was kind of disconcerting. Um, I understand if you're inside, you're at a table, you don't necessarily have to wear one. But we're in Massachusetts and, you know, we're a smart people and we want to, you know, hey, we're like to have the best hospitals. We should probably have some of the smartest people. So get on board. Is true. And until then, I'm going to continue staying in my house and not leaving until I go to the store. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So because of that, I have to go to concerts online. And I am stoked that there are so many cool new concerts coming out and two minutes to late night, that late night heavy metal talk show that I keep talking about has been doing these covers throughout the entire pandemic. And this Friday, the 29th, they are doing the first episode of Splitsville, which is Caven, an awesome progressive metal band covering every time I die, a post hardcore, whatever you want to but they're actually covering each other's yeah. songs. It's yeah. such a cool fucking idea. Tickets start at $5. $5. You could find $5 in your house. Sure. Uh, if you want to see some good live music and some interesting stuff that you probably won't see anywhere else, check out Two Minutes to Late Night, uh, honorableswords.com, and go grab yourself a ticket because they're awesome yeah. people to support. Apparently he so apparently Brendan Coughlin had something to do with it. He said he I don't know. He said oh. he, he took part of it or he took part in it or had something to do with it. I don't know. Oh, that's super rad. So shout out Brendan Coughlin, probably the most talented human being I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, oh. who I'm sure someday we'll have on the show because that kid has done some really incredible stuff that I needs just, to be done. I just wanted to teach us how to do the the ball and the ball thing. <laughs> It looks, it's so entertaining to watch. It's so sick. I know we need, yeah, someday. We, that's a, maybe, maybe Brennan should be the first episode we have back in person so we can like film us trying to do the ball thing. We get three of those or he brings his and we get two. I'm into it. I, I like it. I'm into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. That's just going to be a surprise. You People should watch the Jackbox stream because I lost a bet. And I have to wear a horrendous T-shirt at the first live uh, Wu Nanny show. Okay, that was drawn on stream. That's adorable. Oh, it will be. What do you got for the people, Ricky? What's up, everybody? Okay, so I'm gonna quickly just throw this out there because I just thought of it. I actually have like three stokes, <laughs> but two of them are really quick. So I'm gonna throw out the two quick ones. And then I'm gonna throw my poke, and then I'm gonna throw my stoke. You you do you. You live your best life. Okay. Quick poke or quick stoke number one. Uh, our buddy Ben White and I walked the rail trail in West Boylston on Sunday with his dog Choco, coolest dog in the world. Um, it was a blast. If you guys have not done the rail trail, I grew up like like literally two minutes from the rail trail, and I haven't been there in maybe more than fifteen years. It's been a really long time. Um, I drive by it all the time, but I never stopped. It was awesome. Still super beautiful. Cool walk. It's not super long. I mean, it goes a lot longer. We stopped where you weren't allowed to bring dogs anymore. Um, Fair. Yeah, it was it was super dope. So go do the rail trail. Shout out that light. 
And then my other quick stoke is Worcesterware finally has a TikTok. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. It's super yes, fun. Have. Yeah, me and that little little Orson, stuffed Orson there, have been having some adventures, I should say. So that's a good time. Um, okay, my official area. My, my <laughs> the, the official stokes and pokes. So <laughs> um, my poke is we have a pellet stove and we definitely should have had it so okay so you have to have them cleaned out when you buy a house and it has a pellet stove you have to have it cleaned to like keep your insurance company fucking happy we have to do that and so we can't use it until we do because like i'll fucking burn the house down or something and like they won't our insurance yeah so um yeah so we have to do that but every company is wildly backed up because turns out tis the season to have your fucking pellet stoves clean so hopefully it happens this week they told us in january and we are definitely there um but yeah we'll see so i'm just poking the poking those guys because it's fucking cold out we have heat but like it's expensive <laughs> it's much plus like i just want to like try the pellet stove it's so sick so just just out of just out of curiosity you, you've been in the house how long since August. Could could you have gotten it serviced in August or September? Just out of curiosity. Of course, of course we could. Oh, okay, perfect. No, no. Fuck those guys. It did. <laughs> it did their like, fault. It did. <laughs> okay. Up until it got really cold, it was Larry and Baby's little seat while they watched the birds at the bird feeder, and it's really fucking cute. And finally we got to a point where it got cold and we called and there was like a two month backup and we called again and it was like end of January and we're now at end of January. So hopefully we can get it fixed so we can get like a couple months out of it. Hell yeah. And, but they were good. Cause like I'll pay attention how to clean it. It would be sweet after that. I'll be all good for like next year and stuff, but yeah, it's more of like the insurance company making sure that we oh, do it's the right first year in the house. So you don't want to screw up. Exactly. Yeah. I also, I've never had a pellet stove. So I think learning how to clean it the right way is probably a good idea for me. Probably a good idea. Yeah. So if anybody uh, has an official pellet stove cleaning guy or company or whatever it is that we need, DM me so we can fucking get this shit going. So, Cause you know, Poke. thank you. Thank you. Your boys, your boys got cold nose. Yeah, right? Although I'm currently wearing basketball shorts because <laughs> I never dress appropriately ever. I can't sleep in sweatpants. Like, I just can't. I can't do it. I'll wear them around the house. Yeah. But then before I go to bed, I always put on basketball shorts and a t-shirt. Um, you sleep in a t-shirt? I have to. I get wait. I, I just run too hot. And even then, some nights I wake up and I'm hot. Sure. Yeah, so... I, I strip down to my skivvies. I sleep in my boxers every night. Really? Yeah. I it, definitely can do that, but like... It's painful in the winter because under the covers, I'm mint jam, but outside, yeah. I got... It's, yeah, icicles on my gonads. Yeah, it gets... I can see that. And every do, every night's a two-dog night for us. So, you know, we have the, the hot bottle dogs that are warm us up. Well, like, so we have the cats and like, they sometimes will sleep with us. Maybe tends to decide randomly throughout the night, whether she's going to sleep on my side or Naomi's side. And if she sleeps on my side, 
I like cannot sleep through the night because she she's really hot. Naomi's really hot. And I wake up and I'm like, I can't fucking breathe. Because <laughs> one of them is down by my feet. The other one's right next to me. And I'm still, like I said, basketball shorts, t-shirt. And I'm like straight up fucking dying. So yeah, I, that's how I sleep. So you're welcome, Giselle. Um, <laughs> so Call it back. That's it. So my Stoke, um, our homies over at Chashu Ramen. Uh, we've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast. The infamous edamame. Dude, that fucking edamame is so good. Um, they hooked us up with a couple of to-go cocktails to try out, both of which were delicious. Um, I didn't share them with you, mostly because I, you don't drink cocktails. I actually didn't even know they existed. Were they good? They sound awesome. They were, they were super good. Um, one of them was the Wu Tiki. Ooh. was super... I literally, like, I, I drank most of it. I gave some to Naomi. She doesn't really drink, but she, like, had a couple sips. And she's like, this is delicious. And I was like, oh, she you can taste finish. it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you can, you can finish it. Like, I already had... You can get two drinks out of each bottle. And I was like, oh, I already had one. Like, you can have the rest of it. So I went and poured myself some tequila to sip on. And then, like, two sips later, she was done. She's like, I don't want any more. You can have it. And I was like... Okay, so then I would, yeah, uh, it was. So then you had a tequila and a, a woo tiki. Woo tiki, it was so good, like such a good tropical drink. Um, definitely didn't feel like I was sitting in Worcester. Would have been real nice if that pellet soap was going though, and I was down to like a tank top and shorts and just like chilling. Um, and Something then under nose, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. A little straw hat. Um, the next night I had the Shaba or Shoba. So I forget the name, but check out our Instagram because it's on there. Um, I had that, which was like a whiskey cocktail made with orange and it was friggin'. That was like my sweet spot. The Wu Tiki is delicious and I can't recommend it enough for my consumption. It's a little too sweet. Granted, I had fucking two of them, but <laughs> like one and a half. Yeah, one and a half. Uh, but it was great, and I would 100% drink it again. For things that I like, typically drink, um, bitter whiskey, orange cocktails. Are so it wasn't definitely... overly sweet orange? No, no, not even close. It was, it was exactly what I like to drink. It was perfect. So I was super stoked on that. Um, I drank both of those. <laughs> but that was it. Like I, Back in the day, I would have two and then plus – but I've only had two. I had that tequila the first night, but whatever. The Seltzer podcast is a judgment-free zone. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. <laughs> just in terms of alcohol and cannabis. Mm. Yeah, we don't vibe check on the Seltzer Time podcast. That should be what we say. That's true. We don't vibe check. Um, but yeah, so shout out those guys. Cocktails are awesome. Their food is incredible. Please support them. And if you don't feel comfortable going to a restaurant, there's always takeout. Yeah. Take these things home. Eat better food in your house. Yeah, that's what we've been doing. Oh, yeah. Doing the takeout thing, you know, once or twice a week. And once a week is us. Yeah, I'm really hoping. So I know they're they're uh, like loosening up restrictions for that stuff, which is cool. That's awesome. I'm stoked for all my friends who work in that world and my friends who own restaurants and in different businesses in that world. Uh, I'll probably continue to do takeout for a while because. Yeah. That's you know? just how I feel. Plus, yeah, other other things at play. 
there are other people in your house. It's more than just us. They're- oh, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, the. I mean, honestly, the way I look at it, like me getting takeout frees up a table for somebody who wants to be there. And I'm still like, whenever I get take, when I get takeout, I'm still getting food for two people. Uh, sometimes I'll get to go cocktails, like definitely I do a chassis. And then uh, you're still tipping. You know what I mean? Like you're not really, nothing really changes. You're just leaving that table open for the person who, who wants to go sit at a restaurant. So yeah, just keep supporting all the homies. And that's the moral of this story. Let's get back to normal so I can go back out in the world and see my friends. <laughs> but get back to normal in a healthy way. Yes, exactly. exactly. Well, you've done it, people. You listen to us ramble for another hour, and we are forever grateful. Uh, please find us at seltzertime.com. If you listen to this podcast on a platform, it'd be awesome if you can kind of rate it and write a review. That helps us find new listeners and get suggested to other people. It makes you guys feel any better. Giselle has rated it a five. Yeah. TB was a three and a half, but we all know why. Yeah, he's a Trump supporter. And he gets mad every time I bitch about it. <laughs> find me on the interwebs at Hunchback Travis. <laughs> you can find me at uh, Dick. <laughs> you can find me at Dick Jackson. I'm so stoked I got to call out Tom Brady just now being a Trump supporter. I know he listens. Fuck you, Tom. But congratulations. And I'm mean, pulling a few to win the Super Bowl. Uh, you can find me at DickChuck77. You can find me at Seltzer Time Official. We're on TikTok. I'm trying to get better at it. I'm sorry. I'm not at the moment. We're going to get there. We're on all the platforms that you need to be on. Uh, I started playing with Snapchat again. That was fun. Oh. I don't know what to do with it, but I don't know. It's Sounds a thing. Fun. Yeah, it's See fun. next week, y'all. Bye, guys. We'll see you later. In your dreams. Tom. <laughs> <laughs>